Hi, this is Dawn Shireen, and this is my podcast, Dancing with Bipolar. Well, today's not been one of the best days ever. Um, I slept, actually, all day, which is a sign that my depression is starting to peak back into my life, even though there's no really good reason why I'm depressed, but I'm just not feeling it today. Yesterday, um, I started that self-esteem group that I talked about, and it it was not what I really thought it was going to be. So I'm not really depressed about that, but I'm not really jazzed about it either. And I also, uh, I talked to my therapist on Tuesday about what my diagnoses are, if things have changed since my last hospitalization. And he says they haven't, but they probably will, which was one of those like, uh, so what's wrong with me moments? And he's like, well, there's nothing actually, well, that's not true. There's a lot wrong with me. But, um, he says that because of the psychosis that I'm having and these hallucinations and these delusions and these voices and all this good stuff that I have going on, that I could be moving over into the foray of schizo, he calls it schizoaffective disorder which doesn't make me really happy at all. So I did ask him the question that I'm sure popped right up into everybody's heads. What are the chances that I'm going to become schizophrenic? And he said that my bipolarism or my major depressionism is the leading component to my mental illness. However, the psychosis that I experience is definitely on the lines of schizophrenia. So I really don't know actually what that means. I Googled it last night and became more and more upset as I now maybe I know why I'm depressed a little bit. I Googled it last night and um, then I started going through all the medications I'm on to see if any of them are strictly for schizophrenia, of which one of them is. And I, I just don't even really know what to think about this. You know, I do see things and I do hear things. And I'm just not sure that maybe I'm seeing something through a veil that's very, very thin in my life. Because at one point in time, I did die. I did successfully kill myself. And maybe I came back with these special gifts to be able to see through the very, very thin veil that we have out here now. So now that I've brought that suicide up, let's talk about that a little bit. That suicide happened about 12 years ago. And it was spurred by a lot of bad decisions on my part. I had a terrible boyfriend at the time. I was heavily using anything I could possibly get my hands on. Um, And I was in a really bad way. All the people I was hanging out with were doing heroin, of which I was not doing heroin. But I'm just trying to say this so that you can see who my base of friends were. You know, who my support system was, was a bunch of junkies, which... um. Yeah, if you could pick a support system, that's one that I would say don't go with. Um, So I had come back from my social security hearing, which didn't happen because my lawyer had forgotten a key piece of paper or had mailed something in too late or something along those lines where the hearing had to be rescheduled. Now, I came back to where we were living, or actually we were couch hopping. We weren't really living anywhere. We were homeless, and I still had my dog at that time, who I will talk about in a brief interlude here. And um, he told me, the first question he asked me when I came home was, so did you get our money? (laughs) Did you get our money? 
And I'm like, no, I did not get my money. My lawyer, with him interjecting on me saying, you effing B, you can't do anything right. I bet you can't even kill yourself right. So guess what? I took the challenge and I went to the medicine cabinet of which there was all kinds of medications because everybody that was living and or couch hopping and or just dropping in that house, we all had psychiatric issues, um, but none of us were taking our meds apparently. And I found his prescription for trazodone, which I had never taken. So I knew that I would not have any kind of a tolerance to trazodone. And I took approximately 162 tra uh, trazodone with uh, what a pint of vodka and a lot of bread so that my stomach could absorb. I know, right? I'm laughing about this and it's really not funny, but it's so long ago now. It doesn't seem like me and a bunch of bread to absorb all the stuff. I took it. I went into the room where they were all shooting up and I looked at him and I said, okay, let's see who wins this bet. He's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yeah, I just took a handful of trazodone. He goes, a handful? I threw both the empty bottles, both of them. I think there was three empty bottles at him. And I said, yeah, I took this many of them. What are you going to do about it? And he's like, you're going to die. And I'm like, well, yeah, wasn't that the point of the whole thing? Is that you threatened, you told me, you challenged me to kill myself. I took the challenge. Guess what, Buckwheat? I think I'm going to probably die. I proceeded up to my friend's room where I did lay on her bed, and um, I did die. I evacuated everything in my body, evacuated out, and um, I went through the tunnel, and I heard the beautiful angelic singing, and it was warm, and it was comfy, and it was amazing, and I wouldn't want to rush back into it right now at any time because my life is amazingly happy and I'm in love. And um, my fiance is the most awesome person on earth. But anyway, so I died. And I am one of those very few people who got the choice to come back or to stay dead. Right? They, they, what they said to me was you can either stay here or you can go back and make things right. Well, apparently you can tell which choice I took. So I came back to a mess, pain, as I re-entered my body, more pain than I could ever explain to you, worse than childbirth, worse than gallbladder, uh, amazingly awful pain to open my eyes to see my dog, my baby boy Doc, sitting there on the side of the bed. He had been crying so much that there was actually pelts in his fur from where the tears had been running down his face and yeah um if i didn't already feel like shit about myself at that point when i opened my eyes to see my poor boy i realized i had just committed the most selfish act on earth well long story short i went to the hospital for a long time i had pancreatitis and i had shut down a lot of my bodily functions and my liver was bad and my you name it i had damaged every part of my body and then off to there to a rehab, um, not a rehab, to a halfway house because I was homeless and in the state of Connecticut, they cannot release you to no address. So I was released to a halfway house. <laughs> that was another story all in itself. Um, I received a phone call one day, which was unusual because in this place I went to called Hogar Crea, we were not allowed phone calls. And for some reason, the lady working that night um, either felt sorry for me or just wanted me to get the heck out of there. And she was giving me an out. And uh, 
some this the, this girl that was watching my dog, the, the girl whose house I had died in, um, had Doc, and she told me that if I didn't get my ass out of this place, that she was going to sell Doc for a ten bag of heroin. Well, you can imagine, I was out of there that night, and with my baby boy Doc, who is my life inspiration. I can't tell you, he's laying at my feet right now, and um, the things that this dog has done for me is amazing. And I always say to him, you know, Doc, I don't know who I would be without you because you have made me the person I am. And it's true. Without my dog, I would be dead. I probably wouldn't have been pulled back out of that suicide attempt. I probably would have killed myself many times over by now if it weren't for my dog. And um, he's an angel. <laughs> he's looking at me and he just winked. He's an earth angel. And God gifted this dog to me so I could live. So I could figure out what it means to live, what it means to love, and what it means to have joy in my life. So <laughs> even though today I'm a little down and depressed and I'm um, not so sure about this schizoaffective diagnosis that I've been given, um, to have the most amazing dog ever lie at my feet and start scratching right now as I'm talking about him, you know, I'm blessed. I really am. I understand that. And I guess whatever pitfalls come and whatever diagnoses come and whatever else befalls me, at least I've got two of the most amazing souls in my life, my fiancé and my dog. So thanks for listening. This is Dawn Shireen from Dancing with Bipolar. Have a good one.